Howdy, everybody. Welcome back and happy Skews Day to you. Today's October 26, 2021. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark Ag. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Uh, hope you're doing good. I hope you, enjoy, hope you enjoyed DC over the weekend. I uh, heard you guys yes. had some uh, hot shows, right? Yeah, some super uh, hot shows, buddy. Um, you know, all you missed in LA over the weekend was, uh, you know, the uh, film and television industry melting down over Alec Baldwin uh, shooting a lady on, at work. Yeah, that's um, super messed up, obviously. We, uh, it's not really clear what exactly happened or how it happened. Of course, there's going to be investigations and stuff into that. But we talked a lot about uh, uh, union drives last week. Yeah. And I would say that uh, the one takeaway, if there is one, is that unions will save your life. Because what happened was the crew, the union crew, felt unsafe. Uh, and also, they were getting fucked on money. So they were complaining and producers had security escort them off set and replace them. With non-union crew, because New Mexico is a right-to-work state, and promptly uh, someone did not do the job right, and uh, two people got shot, and one of them died. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unions save lives ever since the days not- of people getting chopped up and put into the canned meat, you know, with the rest yeah. of the meat. Like, that's, that's yeah. what unions are for. I think we talked about this before, but... Uh, what happens to Claire wrote the jungle. He thought he was trying to get people going to read and be horrified by the working conditions. But all I succeeded in doing was uh, getting the FDA started because people were like, oh, humans yeah. are in our hot dogs. Yeah, we got to we got to get them. We got to fix the hot dogs. <laughs> Dude, hot dogs are gross. Oh, my God. Write a letter to your senator. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So with us, as always, is producer Matt. This is Weekly Skews. Uh, real quick, remind you, if you're vaccinated and want to see me live, you can go to wellregcomedy.com for tickets and information. Uh, and, you know, hope to see you out there. Okay. As for the show tonight, Mark's going to walk us through the Pandora Papers, the massive collection of leaked documents published by the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists which details the true extent of the shady and underhanded dealings of the world's ultra-rich. Prepare to be pissed off. But along the way, we've got some other infuriating stuff for you. Uh, For example, the January 6th rioters' shocking realization that jail kind of sucks. And Ron DeSantis has a hilariously hypocritical new stance on unemployment. All that and more on this week's skews. But first, as always, the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's DD, anyone who thinks school children should be forced to read books. That's right. Take a look at this campaign ad from the Heating Up Virginia gubernatorial race. As a parent, it's tough to catch everything. So when my son showed me his reading assignment, my heart sunk. It was some of the most explicit material you can imagine. I met with lawmakers. They couldn't believe what I was showing them. Their faces turned bright red with embarrassment. They passed bills requiring schools to notify parents when explicit content was assigned. It was bipartisan. It gave parents a say, the option to choose an alternative for my children. I was so grateful. But then Governor Terry McAuliffe vetoed it twice. He doesn't think parents should have a say. He said that. He shut us out. Glenn Youngkin, he listens. He understands. Parents matter. Join me in voting for Glenn Youngkin. I'm Glenn Youngkin, candidate for governor, and I sponsored this ad. All right. So, 
this seems dumb on the surface, but it's actually even dumber than it seems. I feel like most of us watch this and you think, I'm sure this is some critical race theory bullshit, even though they don't explicitly state it. But yes, you get into the details of it and it's even dumber than at first glance. Hey, Mark? Yeah, the book she's complaining about that gave her uh, now 27-year-old son Night Terrors was beloved by Toni Morrison, yeah. which does have some graphic, uh, you know, uh, it's called it's beyond the rape scenes um it's you know it's been a while since i read it i read it i haven't read it since high school <laughs> but it's like uh it's said in the 1850s it's about a woman who's tracked down by fugitive slave hunters and kills her child rather than have them be submitted to bondage um so you can imagine why she doesn't want her uh pretty white schoolboy reading it uh and knowing the horrors his ancestors committed um the but it's even dumber than that because one this was an ap uh english class so it's a college level reading. Twelfth yeah. grade, right? Because yeah, I feel like you watch this and you you're picturing at least I pictured like a nine year old, nine or ten year old. Mm-hmm. You know, my baby boy brought home this brutal literature, and I just couldn't believe it. But this was a senior in high school in an AP English class, yeah. Given I, this uh, monumental work of American literature, and uh, yeah, that's what gave yeah. him nightmares. A literal college level class that he signed up for as a borderline adult to, to take to, to read adult books. And by the way, you you want the school education system designed for te- for teachers to teach the test. This is literally on the AP test. If he doesn't know it, he's not going to do good in the test. He's not going to get into the college he wants. So it's not really a way around this. But someone else made this point. But like it, he was a the kid was old enough to drive a car down to see the 1998 film version without adult supervision. Like he could buy a ticket to the R rated movie starring Oprah. Um, so <laughs> by the way, the kid, the kids now, uh, uh, he's a lawyer and he's, a, he works for the national Republican party and he was an intern in Trump's white house. Um, and he was not, doesn't, doesn't appear to be all damaged by this, but also like, this is not an example of like, they, there's a lot of astroturfing going on in the Virginia the governor's race where these people are presented as concerned parents, but they're literally just like, Republican Party activists are not just regular parents. And she had tried to pass a law in like like uh, eight years ago when her son, when this came up with her son trying to uh, let parents choose what books their kids are taught, which Trey, do you need more parental duties? No, no, I don't. That's why I was thinking it's like, you know, and I guess some of them do, but it's just like, just, you know, just teach them yourself. Like if you, you know, if you want to like, completely dictate what they are taught at school than just fucking homeschool them like i feel like that's what schools are supposed to be for is you know making sure they learn things that they might not otherwise learn if they didn't go to school so if you're gonna let parents start dictating what the curriculum is then what is even the fucking point anymore I mean, first of all, teachers, my, my mom and my sister are teachers, and the teachers don't have time to make 30-something individual lesson plans. Let's say we've got one class. Let's say you have six right. classes. you got 180 students. Uh, it, but Matt, so if one kid, this kid, she's asking for her kid to be able to set the curriculum for the entire class. And by the way, they all have to take this test to get into college. Uh, but, but like 40% of Americans believe in angels. Can you imagine if one parent was like, why isn't biology class teaching the biology of angels? And so all, all the kids had to learn about people with wings in uh, in science class. Well, that's I mean, they, d- yeah. they don't. It's not that's not that far off from the other things they've gotten furious about in the past, as far as curriculum with where science is concerned. I.e., you know, if we came from monkeys, why are there still monkeys and global warming mm-hmm. being a lie and all that bullshit? I mean, they get up in arms about that stuff too. And it's funny because yeah. all of these things are, you know, 
real things that happened in the world. They just don't mm-hmm. want their children to know about them, <laughs> which, yeah. again, can't stress enough, the ostensible purpose of school. So, yeah. It, and if you're wondering how, like, um, how our post-reality, post-truth media is handling this, here's a clip from the most trusted name in news talking about this uh, governor's race. I heard that. I felt like that was a little bit of wishful thinking from President Obama. Anybody who has a child in K through 12 school right now knows Mm -hmm. that these aren't phony culture wars. You might not think they're legitimate or founded on facts, but they're happening. Right. Yeah, this might not be real, but it is. But it's real. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand what is she just saying like. People really are pissed about this. If that's all she's saying, then I mean, yeah, sure, fine. We see them screaming at the school board every other day. Like, yeah, of course, they really are pissed about it. But, like, I, it shouldn't be given the sort of, like, legitimacy that, you know, just, that she seems to be giving it there. This is, like, the level where, like, it drives me crazy about political analysis. But it's, like, 30,000 feet, like, like uh, sort of, like, trying to hover over everything. And instead of like saying what reality is, which is what the news should do, she's trying to play analyst at what other people are thinking reality is and then trying to formulate coverage of that. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, 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 yeah. it's like, it's, it's like Plato's shadow cave, but only concerned for the shadows or. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that works. I think you <clears throat> nailed it. That's good. Good job. Yeah. Good pull there. Uh, so I'm going to be honest with you. I was going through our show outline earlier. I don't think you had yet added this Madison Cawthorn clip. So why don't you set this one up without making everybody yes. think? Well, <laughs> anyway, just go ahead. Set it up. So I guess the dumbass here would be Dr. Fauci for being uh, the Corella Deville of Africa. Roll the clip, Pat. Okay. Madam Speaker, today I am calling for the creation of a formal commission to investigate the true origin of COVID-19, the role Fauci played in its creation, the false statements he made to members of Congress under oath, and why the hell Americans are funding the torture of puppies in Africa. Americans deserve the truth, and this demon doctor must never be allowed to escape justice. With that, I yield back. For what purpose is the gentleman for... So uh, if, if you're not well attuned to the to right wing internet fever swamps, yeah, uh, there's like there's what? like a nugget, there's like a nugget of a story about the NIH funding uh, some research in Africa that somehow, and uh, I'm not sure how much truth is this, is this part, but these medical experiments were conducted on dogs, and so this is blown up into a huge meme in, in, in on the right that Dr. Fauci supports some dog murder. Uh, so yeah, and now we're shit posting on the floor of Congress about a a ten percent truth made up right wing internet meme. So yeah, yeah. and it's funny. Good like, times. Did, I guess did Hitler did Hitler love dogs? Wasn't that a thing? I say I, this I've because because Cawthorn's yeah. a Nazi. You know, high oh, on yeah. wheels as I like to oh, call yeah. him. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He, uh, you know, he's into that. It's just it's funny that like that a Nazi would make any type of like humanitarianism or whatever humane uh, ethical treatment of any other being like a platform. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's mainly about, it's mainly about getting Fauci herded into a camp. I think that's the goal here. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Congress is really on one lately. People have been uh, chanting, let's go Brandon. You know, like the let's go Brandon thing. Yeah. It's, uh, they're like, thinly veiled way of saying fuck joe biden or something yeah, like that so, i'm still not uh, really clear on how that whole thing got started or why they even care enough to do that instead of just saying it you know but 
Yeah. So what happened, I think it was on MSNBC, they were interviewing a, a, a NASCAR driver. His name was Brandon. His first name is Brandon. And in the background of this interview, uh, I don't even know what the context was or why they were doing it, but the, the, the crowd started chanting, fuck Joe Biden. And so the newscaster panned a little bit and said, oh, they're saying, let's go, Brandon, back to you in the studio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so this is their adorable meme way to say, fuck Joe Biden. Uh, so, like, literally, congressmen are ending their floor speeches with, let's go, Brandon. And uh, uh, guy, uh, one congressman wore a let's go, uh, let's go, Brandon face mask on the floor of Congress the other day. So just a bunch of fucking clown children. Look, I don't, I don't know language police. You want to say, fuck Joe Biden, say, fuck Joe Biden. Right. I don't care. But, like, don't but- be a baby about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, thinking about it further, it is kind of like totally in keeping with their general philosophy of I feel like they love to not say exactly the thing that they are saying. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When it's just like, you know, just say, let poor people die. Like, you know, yeah. if, you're, if you're against, any, you know, universal health care and just say you're cool, with poor people dying, but they won't say it. And it's like, just say you're afraid of black men or whatever when they mm-hmm. talk about like, you know police feeling threatened and shit like that. Like, I feel like they very often don't actually say what they're thinking. So it actually totally tracks that they would have let's go Brandon instead of fuck Joe Biden. I mean, when uh, uh, you just turn everything into a meme, so you can say stuff without actually saying it. Right. Uh, It's, it's very, but it's just a, it's, it's adorable. Just a bunch of 50, 60 year old guys who are little schoolboys having a naughty, you know, it's just like, it'd be a naughty (laughs) trick. All right. So next up, (laughs) For honorable mention here, anybody who thinks British politics is any more sane than ours are, this is this is a hell of a clip here. So, uh, so the guy being interviewed is a, a, a centrist right wing uh, British media figure interviewing an environmental activist, and the first thing he's going to say is, "What are you glued to?" So, if you don't, the context here is British environmental activists have been gluing themselves to roadways to fog up traffic. <laughs> so he started off being a dick, and then uh, it got worse from there. Yeah, there he's go. like trying to. He's he's basically interviewing a tree hugging hippie, right? Or like yeah. that's the con- and he's just trying to shit on him. Is the context yeah. of this, and then this is how that conversation goes. <laughs> yeah. Morning, Mike. Oh, hello. What are you glued to, Cameron? Uh, just your screen, unfortunately. Unfortunately? What do you do for a living, well, Cameron? I'm a carpenter. A carpenter, right. So how safe is that for the climate? Well, I work with timber, which is a much more sustainable material rather than concrete. I also but you work with trees that have been cut down then, don't you? It's a sustainable building practice. How is it sustainable if you're killing trees? Because it's regenerative, you can grow trees. Right. Well, you can you can grow all sorts of things, can't you? Well, you can't grow concrete. You can. See you, Cameron. Cheerio. That was Cameron. Uh, he grows trees and then cuts them down and then makes things from them. <laughs> <laughs> so even worse, that guy, my, <coughs> got my gram doubled down. He, he found some obscure article about a bacteria that can grow concrete. He's like, see, I was right. And then uh, he's also been jokes about like, of course you can grow concrete. Here's a concrete plant. It's like a concrete manufacturing plant. So uh, things are really sane over there. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. So he's like trying to say like, you can't be, you can't care about the environment if you work with wood ever because that murders trees. It, it's like, it's, yeah, yeah. 
They just heard trees grow back. I don't know. It's fucking it's, yeah. It's wild. This is this is a this is a ruling elite, guys. This is this is who's in charge of everything. Is this generation of fucking idiots? Uh, so I feel we feel for you. Across. I've been I've been uh, I've been listening to a lot of British political podcasts lately because it's uh, more it's it's so far away from here. It's at least recreationally stupid. You know what I'm right. saying? Like yeah. they 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 don't have a they don't have eleven aircraft carrier battle groups and enough military to destroy the world. So it's like yeah, they're, their fuck ups are just sort of funny. But yeah, they yeah, have a way of anything seems a little more whimsical coming from yeah. them and their accent. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. easier, easier to laugh off. Um, tell you what isn't easy to laugh off, Mark. Prison uh, or at nope. least jail. Yeah, this just in. Jail kind of sucks. That's right. Our next honorable mention is old Cooey. I'll remember Cooey if you don't. You will in a minute. The leader of Cowboys for Trump, who mm-hmm. uh, and he's a dumbass for not having the foresight to go to like a fancy white jail or, or something. I don't know. It just seems like the jail didn't work out for him. And uh, this has been a startling revelation. Let's play his, let's hear it from the man himself. And after that, they threw me in the DC department of corrections for a total of three weeks. The first nine days of which was spent in total 24 hour a day, solitary confinement. They didn't let me take a shower they didn't let me use the phone. I was called the effing white cracker. Um, I was I was just verbally assaulted, treated miserably. But unfortunately, a lot of the treatment that I received in January 6 is driven by the liberal left because the liberal left has told every, the populace that all the Trump supporters are racist. So can you imagine the treatment that a that a Trump supporter gets when you get thrown in a DC Department of Corrections jail whenever every jail guard there is black and they've all been told that you're the racist person. It was it was very difficult, y'all, and it was very hard. All right. So uh I mean, I wonder maybe they saw the news and saw the Confederate flags at the Capitol on January 6th. That could have been it. Also, he shouldn't be mistreated, mistreated in jail, but, but every time you complain about right. something like, say something like solitary confinement shouldn't exist because it's psychological torture. What do they always say? If you don't do the crime, if you, yeah, you, don't if do you the can't time, do the time, yeah. don't do the crime. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. It's like, we talked about this before. Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think, she was on some tirade about how horrifically these people are being treated. And it's like we said, like, it's just them them talking about how there are these inherent problems with the nature of our criminal justice system and the way that it treats people and it's not you know rehabilitative it's you know just punitive only and all this type of shit and you hear them say it and it's like yeah oh no shit you know that's what we've been saying for forever but of course the context of it them only caring now them uh you know if you can't do the time, don't do the crime, all that bullshit just really makes it all more, um, just yeah. gives it a little bit of a different flavor. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, they're, they're, it's so, it's wild to watch somebody make like a good point in such a bad and off target fashion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like still be so wrong while saying something that, you know, fundamentally I would otherwise agree with. It's just, it's a wild, it's a wild yeah. thing that they're able to do. Uh, I, and only I should have human rights. Right. Uh, the, that, that video is from a big QAnon conference that happened in Vegas over the weekend. I think it was Vegas. Uh, and the newsworthy part was that Cooey turned on Trump 
uh, oh no, the big breakup. He's mad at Trump for basically abandoning them and not giving everyone pardons and yada yada yada. Which we'll talk to you in a second. Talk about it in a second. But it was really funny. He said, "For four years, we cried, lock her up, lock her up. We know she's a criminal." What did the president tell us? If I was in charge of the law, you'd be in jail. But Mr. President, you were in charge of the law for four years. At the end of your four-year time, the only ones who were locked up were men like me. It's like, oh fuck. You just, you just like, you just learned in real time that Trump's a bullshitter. It's fucking. It's like, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, it's that. It's that classic. It, there's like a comment from a Trump supporter that went viral and <clears throat> continues to go viral every now and then where it's like, he's not hurting the right people, you know? Yeah. And that's if it's like, they want him to hurt people. They want all this bad shit to happen. Just not, mm-hmm. not to mm-hmm. us. Wasn't yeah. supposed to be us that did it or that received it. It's supposed to be good for the goose. Not good for the gander, Trey. Yeah. I'm uh, the gander. Give it to yeah. the goose. <laughs> See, uh, so Cooey's out of jail now. Like, he spent three weeks in jail. Uh, but there, some people aren't so lucky, are, aren't, haven't been lucky enough to get out yet. There's still a whole uh, wing of MAGA people in jail in D.C. And recreationally, to, to soothe their uh, fears and anxieties, every night of lockdown at 9 o'clock, they've taken to singing the Star Spangled Banner. Uh, which is just like you can imagine you're locked up for uh, petty theft or traffic warrant or whatever, and you got to you're just trying to go to sleep, and you get these morons singing. They, they don't even. I bet you they don't even know the fucking words. They're just sort of half-assing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and they uh, they form their own little. They call it the Patriot Wing that they're in mm-hmm. in the prison. They've got a little uh newsletter that they pass around, and they sing the Star Spangled Banner every night, and like. You hear this, and this is pointed out in the article that this comes from, by the way. But also, you read this stuff and you just kind of like laugh at how silly they are and everything else, and it, and 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 it is. But also, uh, so in the article we got, it's from Raw Story. They're pointing out that uh, this is likely to just radicalize them further. You know, again, going back to the way our jails. And prisons work mm-hmm. where they don't actually rehabilitate anybody or whatever, and it just makes people even worse. Well, the same thing applies to these dudes mm-hmm. potentially because they're in even more of an echo chamber now, and they feel like, you know, downtrodden or whatever, like they're stepped upon. So now they're like um, motivated even more so to be their yeah. dumbass I selves. Mean- this is their version of joining the nation of Islam and learning how to make toilet meth. You know, it's like, right. it, this is like where they're at. Yeah. I don't doubt it will crack laws no more. Um, the headline speaker of that big QAnon conference was a list Hollywood actor, Jim Caviezel, who starred in passion of the Christ and the CVS procedural person of interest, I believe. And uh, for a little flavor of what his speech is like, uh, check out this clip. Will you fight? This man says, no, we'll run and we'll live. Yep. Fight. And you may die. Run and you live for at least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you have been willing to trade all the years from this day to that for one chance? Just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that you can take our lives, that you can never take our freedom. Every man dies. Not every man truly lives. You. Yeah, he's just doing the monologue from Braveheart. Right. <laughs> It's what always. It's what these things are. It's like it's always like some mad lib, like freedom mad lib that they put together that works so effectively. You know what I mean? You can you can just use uh, Braveheart clips if you want to, but it's just a list of cliches that they just check off as they go down and get more emotional, and people just eat it up. And toward the end of that clip, you can hear a guy in the crowd scream freedom. 
awesome. And that gets a huge applause break too. And it's just, yeah. uh, but I always point out, he's probably a lunatic beforehand, but I think he's come up before for being a right wing lunatic. And I always point out that he was apparently struck by lightning like three times on the set of uh, passion of the Christ, which I feel like might make anybody believe that the Lord is real and wrathful <laughs> and everything. <laughs> and obviously probably, you know, probably he probably got some uh, blown circuits up there or something, yeah. but either way, pretty wild yeah. shit. He's a he's a full grown Q full blown Q guy now, and uh, he uh, if, if, I think you might have talked about it. And the guy like they did QAnon Anonymous podcast did a great episode on him, basically behind the scenes uh, is set uh, behind the scenes stories from him on personal interest, and he'd do shit like uh, plow like speed through intersections because he said his character wouldn't stop at red lights, and he uh, <laughs> he, re- he refused to memorize his lines. So the crew had to put him on little note cards for him, and they didn't want to insult him, so they didn't put one of his lines in a note card once, and he asked for it, and the line was just nope. He couldn't remember nope. <laughs> so yeah, he's a fucking great one. <laughs> yeah. So, but on the note of the January sixth uh, people the insurrectionists and whatnot. There's some uh, actual developments on that front, right? Or reportedly, there's new uh, information yeah. coming out, new allegations that are not surprising, but still very relevant. Yeah, so Monday night, Rolling Stone dropped this investigative piece uh, from uh, sources inside the January 6th investigation and a couple of people that are cooperating with the investigation or January 6th rioters that uh, they had a bunch of meetings to plan the insurrection with uh, members of Congress who told them that uh, President Trump will give them blanket pardons. Um, Which, of course, if true, would... uh, I mean, I'm not sure the legal framework for holding people accountable for a promise, but uh, it should be politically explosive. It should be fucking uh, a death sentence for political careers. We know it won't be. Uh, Paul Gosar... Pretty hilarious that Paul Gosar is a dentist and congressman. He's a congressman from Arizona whose family whose family openly campaigns against him. All his brothers and sisters say he's a loser and a moron and a psycho. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he got asked about it, and he said, "Well, I didn't be with them. My staff probably did." Those probably oh, I staff. thought that was I thought that was Mo Brooks that said that. I thought it was go. I, don't, I thought it was Gosar. Well, whatever. But, it was one of yeah. them because it was so. It's so. Yeah, Mo Brooks, Bobert, Madison Cawthorn, Andy Biggs, Gosar, Louis Gomert are all said to have met in advance of January sixth with some of the organizers of the January sixth proceedings. And yes, as part of that, we're we're promised you'll get blanket pardons and stuff. And like, yeah, I, I also. My expectation is the answer to this question is ultimately nothing, not shit. But like, this should have actual like implications shouldn't it like this of course we've been saying like they stoked the fires of this shit and we all saw it and that's true but like you know i feel like this goes a step beyond that and seems like it should matter but probably won't i guess because nothing ever does but i mean this is pretty genuinely some wild shit right here in my opinion yeah, I'm, I'm finding Merrick Garland to be extremely annoying. Like, Steve Bannon hasn't been arrested yet for contempt, even though he won't show up for a congressional subpoena. It doesn't feel like – it feels like Democrats are doing the usual shit of just waiting for us to do something. Uh, you know, y'all fix it. We're busy. But I just love the balls on call for He'd literally just been sworn into his first term like two days earlier. Yeah. And, and he's, he, he's still using Google Maps to get to the Capitol. And he's fucking trying to overthrow the government. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, anyway, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it'll actually matter. We'll see. But, uh, hey, Mark, let's do, because I talked about it up top, let's talk about DeSantis, and then we'll 
and then yeah. we get into the Pandora Good Papers. Call. Okay, so yes, guys, guess who's on board with unemployment now? Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. That's right. You're thinking, well, that doesn't sound right. I thought unemployment just incentivized people to not work. It makes people lazy, and they kick their feet up and take their welfare checks and shit, right? That's what they think about unemployment. No, not anymore, so long as the person uh, looking for unemployment is doing so because they quit their job after refusing to get the COVID-19 yeah. vaccine. That's right. I am not bullshitting you. This is a true thing, and it's not just DeSantis. Other states are doing it, too. Some GOP leaders are favoring jobless benefits specifically for the unvaccinated. This is just one of those things we talk about, just the, the bald-faced uh, audacity of their hypocrisy sometimes. Like, it's just yeah. so... They're just so shameless with it. Like, this is so apparently hypocritical and anyone would you would think would be aware of that and thus less inclined to just dive headfirst into an ideology like this but that's just not how it works with them they'll just do it with a smile on their face it's pretty crazy yeah so i guess the dumbass here is me for getting the vaccine and i just moving to florida and going on unemployment yeah. uh but DeSantis has also like said like if you're a cop who gets fired for not taking the vaccine come to florida we'll give you a job so i guess like 10 percent of american cops are going to move to florida so it's going to be all it's gonna be like cop land uh think about how crazy the sort of crime headlines we see out of florida already are mm -hmm. and now inject the worst 10 percent of the rest of the country's law enforcement officers mm -hmm. into that equation and yeah. think about what Florida is going to be like in the future. That's just going to be gnarly, buddy. They, uh, yeah. I mean, like, what's perfect about this to me is like Republicans in general see everyone who needs unemployment or any social sort of social program as somebody who's lazy or stupid, right? And here you have people creating special unemployment benefits specifically for people who are being lazy and stupid. Yeah. I know, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. And the argument, the argument is always you can't give people these un these benefits because then they won't need or want to work. You know, but it's mm -hmm. like so they're totally okay with somebody just not working, which is supposed to be again a huge knock against your character as an American, as far as they're concerned. But they're totally okay with it as long as they're doing so because they refuse to get a vaccination in the middle of a fucking global pandemic. And the answer to that is apparently yes. <laughs> That's exactly how they feel about it, as uh, as wild as it may seem. You know, when they when they call Nazi socialists, the like they, there's there's a current like Herrenvolk democracy, which is what they were doing, was basically socialism for just the Aryan race, right? Yeah. And here you have socialism just for anti-vaxxers. It's like they're creating. It's like they want special jails themselves that are nice. They want special unemployment benefits for them that work, but not for anybody right. else. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like the jail thing earlier where it's like, you know, yeah, employment benefits should be expanded in times of crisis. And it doesn't make people lazy because they need them. like you're they're so close to like doing a good thing mm -hmm. <laughs> or saying the right thing. But there's always this hard veer in the middle of their uh, line of thinking that makes it, you know, completely flipped on its head and turns it into instead some crazy bullshit that they're saying. 
he, like they, they they find themselves making explicitly left wing arguments, but just for themselves. Right. It, it, it I know. Like, it's like it's like I would be fav- I would be in favor of a jobs guarantee where everyone got a job, and that would of course that would be it would be hard to separate unvaccinated people from left, with, without a government you know vaccine mandate. If I would be in favor of like better job protections for people, making it harder for them to get fired, and not have at will employment where you can get fired for any reason all the time. I'd be in favor of a better social safety net that takes care of everyone who's unemployed for whatever reason, including this one probably. But they just want it for this. Right. It's just like it, we've said a million yeah. times over the past few weeks, the fucking it's my body, it's my choice thing yeah. with vaccines. Like, yeah, they're making hardcore left wing arguments for these mm-hmm. insane right wing uh, rationales that they have. And it's just, you know, again, they, Simone Biles in, inside their skulls, man, the mental mm-hmm. gymnastics that they're all oh, yeah. doing. It's wild. Um all right, so let's get into it, Mark. Tell us about uh, the sorry-ass rich people and what they got going on out here. All right, so we've been having this in the back burner for a few weeks since this story dropped, and what maybe maybe want to talk about it today is that I am once again mad about Elon Musk. Uh, so <laughs> part of the Democrats' uh, maybe happening uh, big infrastructure bill uh, that's being held up in rec- reconciliation by Cinnamon and Mancha, they're, they're proposing a billionaire, a tax on billionaires. And this estimate that's on the screen right now says Musk could be hit with a $10 billion annual tax bill. And he's complaining about it. He's been all over Twitter basically saying that once they take my money, they're going to take yours. He's doing the first they came for the gypsies thing. Uh-huh. First they came yeah. for the communists. But for, uh, you know, he's not. He, once they get done with the billionaires, they come for the millionaires. And they're going to be taxing you, the garbage man, right? They, right. I can't believe people fall for this shit. Uh, for context, Elon Musk made... Somewhere I've seen different estimates between 36 and $42 billion yesterday. Yesterday. Yes, yesterday. That's because, fucking insane. Yeah, because Tesla hit a trillion-dollar market cap um, because Hertz ordered 100,000 Teslas for rental cars. So um, just another example how everything's fake. Tesla hitting a trillion-dollar market cap, is it's like they have basically the same amount of yearly revenue and profits as TJ Maxx. All right. Um, the economy is made up. It doesn't, it doesn't. I know. Well, I read that and I knew it had to do with their stock price and shit like that, you know, but when Mm -hmm. I first read that, that because a rental car company ordered a hundred thousand Teslas, his net worth went up $42 billion in one day and reading that, it was like, I don't think that's like, how does that, it's like you said, it's all just like, it's all made up. It's like fucking, uh, wall street, Harry Potter shit, man. I mean, if you want to know how how how, all, all, how fake and all made it up is. First of all, Elon's a we can do we could do five whole episodes on Elon, but just as what a what a fraud he is. His whole "I'm gonna save the world with electric cars" thing. His SpaceX plant has submitted environmental per- permits to turn a chunk of their land that's next to it into uh, a protected wildlife space uh, into an oil refinery. So he's doing that. He's uh, his whole brand's fight, fake and made up. But beyond that, you talk, one of the things he's complained about on Twitter, he was saying that like, who do you? It's not about wealth; it's about capital allocation. I'm a better, more efficient uh, allocator of capital than the government will ever be. Uh, one of the things Elon's heavily into right now is he made up his own subset of Dogecoin, a thing called Shiba Coin, whose value is pegged to how many pictures of his dog he tweets. <laughs> Um, it seems like he's just making fun of all the rest of us with shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So anyway, so just talking about how fake the economy is, uh, the Pandora, Pandora papers dropped and I'm not sure where we're calling everything papers. The Facebook papers just dropped too, but I guess it goes back to the uh, Pentagon papers. 
But so uh, this consortium of uh, journalists all over the world uh, got dumped a bunch of private financial documents from tax havens and combed through them. And they tell a very interesting tale about who pays taxes and who doesn't. Mainly you and I pay taxes and people that are richer than us do not. That's yeah. basically it. Uh, so there's like they total about a trillion dollars of assets. And where it is is pretty interesting. Um, Matt, this, this now's a good part to play this video. It gives a little explanation of, of what the papers are, what they're about. For years, some of the world's richest people have hidden their wealth in prominent offshore tax havens in places like the Bahamas or Belize. Now, a new investigation reveals the involvement that the United States and prominent world leaders have in the secret of world. There are a thousand and one different ways to describe a tax haven. It's generally considered as a country or a jurisdiction. Where you can put your money and avoid paying taxes where you made your money. A team of reporters from the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, The Washington Post, and hundreds of reporters around the world unearth secrets from millions of documents. The Pandora Papers show how the ultra-rich and powerful move their money around the globe. It is the largest collaboration of journalists ever organized by the ICIJ. We have emails, passport copies, bank statements that show how presidents, kings, princesses, billionaires, and criminals hide and move money. There are more than 11.9 million documents that reveal the holdings of powerful foreign figures, including the King of Jordan and a woman widely considered to be the girlfriend of Russian President Vladimir Putin. The United States, through some very liberal laws in places like Alaska, South Dakota, Nevada, and Delaware, have really become go-to tax havens for global clients. Yeah. So basically, we've turned huge chunks of America into the Cayman Islands, and uh, right. and mainly the surprising one I think to everybody was South Dakota. Uh, my favorite headline was about this was from Gawker. Gawker. It was at South Dakota. We're sluts for assets, which is basically yeah. what it is. There's one brick building. Producer Matt's homeland, by the way. Yeah, South yeah. Dakota. Tell us about so, the South Dakota sl asset sluts, Producer Matt. I'm just kidding. I'm sure, he'll put something in the comments about it, but. Uh, yeah, who yeah. knew? South Dakota, man. So there's a, a, a one little brick building in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, houses billions of dollars in assets somehow. Uh, the reporters went there to try to figure out what it is. And it's just an empty building with a bunch of like post office boxes and shit in it. And uh, it's one of the people who has billions of dollars there is a Brazilian orange juice tycoon slash criminal who got hit with an $88 million antitrust case in Brazil and instead moved that money to Sioux Falls. That's what you do, baby. When you get hit with a huge penalty, you pack up your, you pack up the truck full of money, you haul full of cash, and you go to South Dakota. Um, but this is all, like, talking about nothing's real. It's also fucking farcical. The people caught up in this, like, Putin, Putin they call Putin's girlfriend, but she had a kid with him. Putin has a teenage daughter with her, it looks like, although not a lot of Putin, Putin's life is admitted to the public but she is theoretically a house cleaner that's her job title but she also owns a shell company that owns a 20 million dollar house in monte carlo so that definitely seems in the up and up it reminds me of uh when the panama papers dropped uh putin's one putin's childhood best friends who is nominally a cellist had two billion dollars in a bank account in panama so he plays the fuck out of the cello tray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, evidently. The Elon the, Musk of cellist. What uh 
what you because for years you always heard you like you said the Cayman Islands or like yeah. Swiss banks and shit like that. Like in movies, where people need to put money, you know, uh, it's always offshore banking accounts. Why and how and how for how long has it been? You know, you don't have to go offshore for that. Like America became the place for that, or certain states did. Like. I think you trade your bad money. So foreign bad and dirty money comes to America and dirty American money goes out. So it's okay. just like, it's all, it's all passing each other in the night. But like, this is, there's a word for this and I can't think of it right now, but it basically is a synonym for like strategic boredom. What you do is you take a, a bunch of rare boring accountants, think, um, you know, the main character in Ozark and mm. you, you do a bunch of weird stuff on paper where a shell company buys a shell company, buys a shell company, buys right. a shell company, buys a shell company. They're all headquartered in different countries and they pass money back and forth. And no one can really tell who owns it unless you give it, take a forensic accountant or a team of thousands of journalists working for years to figure out where the fuck this money is. But it literally everyone with more than 20 bucks in their bank accounts pretty much in, in, uh, involved in this. Uh, the, the funny ones to me, I mean, there were a couple like King Abdullah was a funny one to me because what's the point of being a fucking right. king? If, if you, you have, have to, if you have to do this, <laughs> right, exactly. Like just put yeah. it in a fucking, you know, Put it in your golden tiger pit or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, who gives a shit? <laughs> you got it. You have the right of prima nocta, but you have to hide your money from the taxes, guys. It's fucking right. weird to me. Uh, Tony Blair, the former prime minister of, uh, I mean, uh, of the United Kingdom, uh, apparently shielded $6 million in taxes by buying a house using a shell corporation. He, he was a foreign shell corporation to buy a house in London where he lives, I think. Um, uh, also involved in this were uh, beloved pop stars, Elton John, Ringo Starr, and Shakira. Mm, um, maybe those Shakira's, hits do lie, Mark. There's, there's, there, About yeah, where her, money is kept. <laughs> yes. She, she's been in trouble in Spain for hiding from tax. Like She has a big tax case in Spain. I think she won her court case, but all that means is she successfully hid her money. But the, the really, really funny one to me was the 13-year-old son of the Azerbaijani, uh, Azerbaijani ruling family uh, is nominally the owner of a shell company that has a 33 uh, million pound uh, office park in London. So I know this is just a tax scheme, but it's really, really funny to imagine this kid just loves playing in office parks. <laughs> like he's just doing home alone <laughs> shit in like a British yeah. office park. Yeah. Just like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's fucking, yeah. I, what, I, I just heard, um, yeah. The, like what, how does this make you feel about we're always talking about taxing the rich and stuff like that, but I feel like you read these stories and hear them and it's like the links that they already can and, and do go to, to mm -hmm. avoid paying taxes that they should in the first place. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that nothing, something can be done, but I'm saying like, it's a, you know, it's a serious undertaking. It feels like actually forcing these people to just, pay what should be their fair share because clearly they have infinite resources to dedicate to the practice of hiding it all in all these fucking nebulous ass hocus pocus fashions that they already utilize anyway you know what i mean have, have you ever driven through delaware by 95 trey no i don't think so so delaware is a funny little state there was a great article about this i think it was a new republic cover story years ago it's called it the pirate state basically but basically yeah. delaware is <laughs> like five miles of interstate to go through delaware and there's like a toll booth every 15 feet <laughs> basically if you it's just a, it's just a tax on people passing through the state from other states to steal money from other states right 
And you ever notice how all your uh, all your bills were paid to Delaware? Like all your all your yeah, cards? I've heard before that De- I know that a lot of places are yeah. incorporated in Delaware because mm-hmm. of their tax laws or something or whatever. Yeah. So instead of cracking down on Delaware, we've turned the whole state into a whole whole country into Delaware, apparently. Right. Um, and considering that our current president is, you know, uh, former Senator D dash MasterCard, uh, <laughs> this is this is just the way it's going to work. And uh, no one has any will to change it because people that write the checks do this. And the only reason I like talking about this stuff is because it to me it highlights to, to people like us, money is real. Right? A, a, right. a check with a certain amount of money Very goes to my real. bank. Yeah, yeah. Right. Goes to my bank account with my name on it. The IRS has my social security number. They take a percentage out of my check. And then I take that money that's basically physically even it's on a card and I go and I exchange it for goods and services. Right. And then you have a whole other group of people for whom money is it's like passing through um like a MC Escher staircase of bullshit. Like like a like an abacus is just counting nothing and moving around, and then out comes a bunch of free money that's not attached to anything the IRS can't even find. Right? It's like if that doesn't make you angry that right. you're paying taxes and Jeff Bezos is getting a child tax credit, right? It's like that, I, it makes yeah. The new that's what I'm saying. They they clearly play by a completely different set of rules <laughs> insofar as they even have rules. You know than mm-hmm. we do and yeah it's fucking infuriating and that's what i'm saying like that because they have the ability to to do all this shit they have you know yeah. an army of people they could pay to just spend their entire life dedicated to figuring all this out for them and making all mm-hmm. these like little money moves and stuff and it's all just it's all just numbers on a computer screen or whatever and meanwhile yeah. they own islands and jets and stuff they it's fucking you, wild. you trade you trade your blood, sweat, and time for money to feed your family, and they push a button, and the money machine goes and gives them more money. It's like, yeah, yeah. And our sensible left wing political party can't even manage to pass a bill to crack down on this shit because Kristen Sinema wants to wear a jean jacket and come to floor Congress instead of doing her job. So, yep. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, there she is. Yeah, there we go. There she is today. There's our there's our manic pixie dream senator. Uh, she loves you th- pointed thumbs. out earlier. Yeah, I was going to say you pointed out earlier uh, before we started that she's real into thumb gestures. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Got under control. Got my denim vest and my two thumbs. Um, all right, Matt. You start putting up uh, some comments and stuff. I'll uh, try to scroll through them here. I want to know, Mark. You ready for Halloween? Oh man, we were uh, had tickets to go on a haunted hayride last night, but it got canceled because it rained. Oh, so that's that a, bummer. a bummer. Haunted hayrides. Yeah. I didn't know they had those out here. I mean, I guess they, you know, got them. I, I never put together because we had haunted hayrides where I grew up. And I just, just because of the hay part, the hayride mm-hmm. part, I guess I just always assumed that was like a, like a rural thing or something. And other places, you know, y'all got haunted houses. We got haunted bales of hay. <laughs> but yeah. that's not the case. Not everybody likes a haunted hayride. All right. Yeah, I mean, you drive 15 minutes outside of L.A., you can find horse ranches. I mean, that's where they shoot westerns. Yeah, you're stuff. right. That's true. Yeah. Um, but so, like, the, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not really a hayride kind of guy, but I <laughs> yeah. I give my wife, uh, like, two or three super corny activities a year just to make her happy. So, we do that kind of shit. Last yeah. year, we well, two years ago, I guess, because of COVID, we uh, did a family porch, Christmas portrait and Christmas sweaters with our dog. So, that was her one that year. And this year, 
the first year we were together, I did. I told her I would do a couple's Halloween costume once in our life together. She chose to, <laughs> she chose to burn it the first year because uh, she didn't believe me. <laughs> oh, buddy, I do it. Yeah, that's a um, Katie. My wife is very much a uh, like a Halloween fanatic. Loves Halloween, so um, I'm always having to be an accessory like you know she has various accessories to her costume maybe she's got a cane or a wand or something and then also i am an additional accessory to her costume rather than really having my own costume i'm just a part of her whole uh ensemble that she's got going on which is fine because i don't really give a shit about it producer matters reminded me to say to everybody please like and subscribe hit them buttons all that we appreciate it and uh if you would like a weekly skews shirt you can go to weeklyskews.com and check those out and so, uh, well-read yeah. comedy tour is. Oh uh, yeah. Well-read I keep comedy. I to get a t-shirt. Too. I got to get a t-shirt. Yeah, I'm going to order one. Um, sorry, I keep interrupting you, Trey. Go ahead. No, no, that's okay. I'm trying to. Uh, sorry, I'm looking through the comments. I, I got not and trying to do some, two things at once, and I'm not good at that. So go ahead. So you're talking about being an accessory. And I just realized that's what I was. We did a couple of Halloween costume because uh, my wife loves the peanuts cartoons and. Yeah. Uh, I'm a bald feller, as everybody knows. And uh, she, Charlie Brown, his crush in the Peanuts cartoons was the little redheaded girl, right? My wife happens to have red hair. So what we did one year is we went as Charlie Brown, the little redheaded girl. And, of course, she looked amazing. She had, We got to wear a hot dress and do her hair up in pigtails and look beautiful. And what I got was a dumpy yellow shirt and a Sharpie with a squiggle drawn on my forehead. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I did a video about that once a couple of Halloweens ago about how that often goes for, for guys in general, I think. You mm-hmm. know, it's not an isolated phenomenon for sure. She earlier this year she was like, I could be Mary Poppins and you could be one of the penguins, right? And uh, <laughs> and I was like, Okay, fine, whatever. That's fine. I was like Maleficent's Raven a couple of years ago. So let's just do a bird. I'll just be a bird every year. But anyway, I was like, that's fine. And then she sent me a screenshot from Mary Poppins of the penguins doing the little penguin dance. And she's like, you know, you'll have to learn the dance. And uh, in that screenshot was Mary Poppins and also Dick Van Dyke's character. And for the first time, it occurred to me, I was like, wait why can't I just be fucking Dick Van Dyke? Like, wouldn't that make more sense? You know? And she's like, I'd rather you be the penguin. Uh, <laughs> but is, what, what if, what if instead, like, you know, how the, we just talked about Republicans are like socialists, but just for anti-vax benefits. What if we started a men's rights group where our only issue was Halloween costumes? Halloween costumes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember, uh, I had a buddy in college once and his, uh, would-be wife one day girlfriend at the time was like a sexy baker like a little you know like a baker lady but you know sexy because that's how their costumes are and he was just a fucking donut just a big round donut with sprinkles on it uh which you know it was fun but yeah yeah we want to be we want to be sluts too trey let us dress up like sexy sluts come on yeah um Sorry, I'm trying to put this up here. Betty Veronica says hashtag Trey spelled like my name. Lur baby, trailer baby. I don't I say trailer baby a lot. I was a trailer baby. I got me a couple of trailer. Well, I guess mine aren't trailer babies. They're trailer babies, uh, and they're uh, from a long line of trailer babies. Anyway, yeah, not sure what I said that prompted that, but I appreciate it. I went and got a haircut at a new barbershop once in East Tennessee, and I walked in, I probably had my sleeves cut off or something like that, and I said, My name's Trey, and the guy goes, Trey, is that short for trailer? And I was like, all right, I appreciate it, Barbara. Just go Def Jam off top like that, you know. Um, I love barbershop humor. Yeah, 
Bert, people were, somebody, I'm, I'm a little bit behind in reading through the comments and some people before I even said the thing were like, why couldn't you just be Dick Van Dyke's character? Like when I first said y'all are smarter than me. Cause it didn't occur to me until I saw a picture of him. Um, but yeah, let's see over here. Judy Kidder Browning says, I do Halloween disguised as a normal person. What's that? Wonder what that, what's that mean about your, uh, the rest, the other 364 days of the year, Judy, those are the days you dress yeah. up like her, her, her job is as like a demonic candy striper or something. And so Halloween's the only time yeah. she gets to dress. Normally. What if, uh, like, you know, Canadians do Thanksgiving, like a random like day in September or whatever, October, whatever it is. What if we just like, I celebrate, you know, Canadian Halloween and I just like one day in random day in March, I just go to work in Joker makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We got an actual, like, uh, Jennifer Hartswin says, those are legacy trailer babies. Thank you. That's what, that's the yeah. term I was looking for. I appreciate it. Carla Barrick says, question, how's the left turn things around to prevent a Trump second wave? What do you think about that, Mark? Is there going to be a Trump second wave? Uh, I mean, if Biden's approval is underwater by like 10, eight points and like Democrats can't even pass very popular bills. I mean, like it's, it's so I was reading Dave Weigel the other day as a Washington Post reporter was like, if, if, if Democrats can't pass uh, uh, you know, child leave, uh, paid parental leave, then Trump's going to run on it. He's go- mm-hmm. just like he ran on improving Obamacare. It doesn't mean he's going to do it, but it's a very popular policy and it's a layup to run on. And it's like, it, for, they already talked, they start off with 12 weeks, which already isn't enough. I think in most countries you get 29. Like in uh, Mexico has paid parental leave. If they can afford it, we can afford it. Right. And they were, they already whittled it down to four. Mansion will only accept four. And someone else made this point that like, it's illegal in most States to take puppies away from their parents before eight weeks. Um, so it's just like, I don't understand. It's like, it's so, just cruelty for no reason. Even our left wing party can't do stuff to help people. It's popular. Um, that's very easy to pay for. Yeah. Carla also asked, when are we going to see Trump indictments? That's what we were alluding to earlier. I'll just believe them when I see them, you know. Yeah. Because like yeah. I said, Garland don't seem too inclined to do any of that shit that people want him to do for whatever fucking reason. So Steve yeah. Bannon, Steve Bannon has refused to testify in front of Congress in defiance of a subpoena, claiming executive privilege for a time when he three years after he worked for the federal government. And this former president can't even assert executive privilege. It belongs to the office. It doesn't belong to a person when they leave it. So it doesn't like if you can't lock somebody up for flagrantly violating the law with without even a decent pretext. They're doing that. We're looking forward, not backward bullshit. And here's the thing about that, Merrick. All crimes happened in the past. You don't arrest <laughs> anyone for future yeah. crimes. Not, yeah. yeah, not until minority report, at least. Yeah. Um, Sean Adams, the other question, does Biden run for a second term? I remember hearing when he was first like running for this one, some like speculation that he might not even intend to be a two-term president or whatever, but I haven't heard that shit in a while, I feel like. Was there anything to that, you think? Or Well, uh, Kamala, Kamala's polling are roughly around, her approval ratings are roughly around that of malaria, so I hope <laughs> to God he has a plan um, because <laughs> the party does not. And the, like literally this old guy with sort of left wing ambitions, but also has the trust of other old white people in the electorate is literally the only thing holding this whole coalition together. 
and he's 84 years old. So I hope so. <laughs> I, I reluctantly hope so. Yeah. It just, it seems to me like I desperately want them to pass something too. I'm not making any kind of excuse. I'm just pointing out how shitty this is, I guess, but it's that like, yeah, they have to get some shit done and get some shit passed. But it feels me like if not for two people, Mm -hmm. they would be able to do that. But they're being, mm -hmm. like, held hostage by two of, you know, their own, in air quotes, in, in cinema and mansion. But that doesn't change the fact that at the end of the day, shit still just isn't happening. It's just very discouraging that I think be that I think way. There are other conservative Democrats who would very much like a lot of this not to pass, like, for example, Mark Warner. Uh, but they don't have to put their names on it because they've designated Kristen Sinema to be the villain. Right, and she's—it was her turn. She stupidly volunteered for it, and now she's getting all this heat for positions they probably a lot of them share. But if they got I me, mean, if it got to the floor, I would just put the bill on the floor and dare Kristen to vote against it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Democrat Darlene Peterson says Democrats are not left wing. The Democrat Party. Is yeah. definitely that's definitely true. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a difference. In, I feel in this country, the Democratic Party is like moderate. It like on the actual spectrum of right to left, it's like centrist, and then the Republican Party is just you know further and further to the extreme on the right. But we have very few people that are actually left wing in positions of leadership. It feels like, which yeah, yeah. sucks. <laughs> in, in the leadership, yes. The, the the party in general nationally has moved a lot to the left, not far yeah. enough, in my opinion. But like, but like, literally, the House, every House Democrat, for, for the most part, except for like three prescription drug, you know, sleaze balls, and forty eight senators at least say they're willing to vote for a lot of these awesome left wing priorities. And it's just even Chris, even Nancy Pelosi's on board for most of it. Chuck Schumer's on board for most of it. It's just two fucking people, and even and Biden's on board for it, or at least says he is, and like I, he could probably put more pressure on sediment and man. Well, he can't put much, much pressure on Mansion because Mansion likes it, but yeah, yeah, wild times, uh, man. Roscoe Mutley, as always says, uh, says Garland is a pussy. So there you go. <laughs> That's a get that biting political analysis here from old Roscoe. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like it, it's weird. We spent like what four years of Merrick Garland martyrdom and then he finally gets a green job. Yeah, and... I know. Right. Yeah. It's just they all, they just all let you down in the end, one way or another. Feels like. Yeah. Through my eyes on YouTube says it's about money, not what's right. And in keeping with the uh, story from earlier, yes, it's uh, always the case in this country. Yeah, and just follow the money. It's always the fucking money. M Manchin's son runs a couple of coal companies, and his daughter is a pharma executive. So there you go. That's why we. That's why we can't save the planet. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, you can't go to the doctor. Joe Manchin's daughter wants to work for an evil company instead of a good one. So yeah, that's the way it goes. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, Mark. Enjoy your uh, Halloween. Everybody, get all spooky out there. Put on your. Uh, your bone outfits and your witch makeup, whatever else you're going to do, and mm -hmm. and have a good time. Eat a shitload of candy, get drunk and fuck however you choose to celebrate it. I hope you enjoy 
the end of Spooktober, and uh, that is also the end of this week's edition of Weekly Skews. One last time, you go to wellreadcomedy.com for tickets to see me. If you're vaccinated, you can also go to weeklyskews.com if you want one of them fancy-dancy shirts. And me and Mark and producer Matt will be back next week right here. Same skews time, same skews place. Thank you all very much. See you. Love you. Bye. You. Yeah.